step onto the red carpet and be part of a night to remember at our premier movie event. Join us as we launch our never-before-seen movie, Dysphoria. Discover the shocking truths behind the LGBTQ transgender agenda in our powerful new documentary, Dysphoria. This riveting new movie shares the stories of three families, all ambushed by the LGBTQ agenda. Dive into the communist roots of this movement, its impact on schools and the medical field, and the hidden connections with Antifa. As society grapples with the concept of biological reality, we ask, where is the church? Your ticket not only gets you exclusive access to see the film, but also supports our nonprofit filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. Don't miss out on this opportunity to make a difference and enjoy an unforgettable movie night. Tickets available at dysphoriamovie.com or text the word red carpet to 80888. And as a valued listener to the show, use promo code podcast for $50 off at checkout. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. You're everyone's problem. We also have a special guest joining us on the show today to encourage you to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Terry from Nebraska, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It was important for us to bring Terry on today to get everyone a good picture of what happens when you actively get involved in your community to stand for righteousness, because opposition does happen. So Terry, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and let everyone know how and why you made the choice to get involved in your local community? And can you get, just give people a perspective, like how big is your community? Because I think that's a misconception mm -hmm. that it only happens in the big, big cities. So take it away, Terry. Well, hello. Good morning. My name's Terry Cunningham Swanson, and I'm from a little town um, called Plattsmouth, Nebraska. And Plattsmouth is about six, 7,000 people somewhere in that neighborhood. So we're not a large community. Um, it's a pretty small, close-knit community. I'm new to Plattsmouth. Um, I have lived here since 2018, so I haven't been here for a long, long time. But I've been involved in schools in some way or another for, gosh, probably 15 years or more. I have a number of teachers in my family. Um, I was a special education para. I was a school bus driver for a long time. So I, I've been in those circles and, and around educators and education. And um, when I moved to Plattsmouth, I was really curious because I used to live in Omaha, Nebraska, mm -hmm. which is the largest city in Nebraska. And that's where I did a lot of my, my uh, work in education or with the school bus. Um, and I was seeing a lot of, of things that were creeping in. And oh, another thing that I did, I worked for a, a short time for a Sure Women's Center who has, it's a pro-life organization, and one of their departments are speakers that go into school districts, about six different school districts in the Omaha area, and teach a abstinence-based sex education program to um, directly confront the comprehensive sex education that's going on there. And um, my son has done that for over 10 years. I did it for a while. And that really opened my eyes to a lot of things that were going on, at least in that department, in uh, the health classes and sex education. But um, I actually saw the Mind Polluters movie when I was living here in Plattsmouth. And as much as I thought I knew, that movie completely blew my mind and <laughs> uh, you're I welcome. Not, yeah. I could not sleep that night. And I just thought, gosh, this is, this is a hundred times worse than I ever imagined. And it's creeping into everything. So I really became curious of we're not far from Omaha, maybe half an hour from Omaha. And I thought, I wonder if that's gotten out here into mm. the rural schools, into the, the small communities. And so I started to look and see what I could find out. 
and was quickly shut down. <laughs> I was not, um, I was not, a, I asked to take a tour of our school, which is openly offered to anyone on their website. If you call the school and get their voicemail, it's offered on their voicemail. And I was like, oh, wow. that would be great. And when they, they found out um, who I was, they were just really leery. And well, why do you, why I'm, do you think, I'm not sure. Were, were you running for school board at this time? Am I getting ahead of the story? Like why you know what? why I'm, were they hesitant? I'm trying to I'm trying to think I might have been because the mind polluters was the tipping point when I decided to run for school board. And I really felt like that night that I couldn't sleep, it was like wrestling with God mm. and waking up with a broken hip. <laughs> 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 I was because I was like I I know you know I don't know what I can do. I'm one little grandma living in Plattsmouth. Nobody here even knows me. I've only been here for a little while. I have no idea what I can do. I was very um I'm definitely a keyboard warrior and I post all of my opinions to the chagrin of most of my family <laughs> um on social media. I'm only on Facebook. Like I said I'm not techie so I, it took me a long time to move from MySpace to Facebook even. <laughs> but And that's as far as I've gone. But um, I, I put my opinions out there and I share a lot of things, whether it be um, my Christian worldview, which is a lot of, of the things that I post and talk about. And um, then I started getting a little bit m more of a taste for uh Politics. I was very involved in the 80s and 90s, but I kind of stepped back. And um, so I, I had a lot of opinionated views. But that night when I was wrestling with just not comprehending, not wanting to wrap my mind around what was happening in the schools, it was it was like <clears throat> feeling like the Lord said, shut up or put up pretty much. And that I can't, I'm not making a difference by, by just complaining on social media. Yeah. And so that was, that was the tipping point after I watched the mind polluters and just wrestled with God all night of, okay, I think you want me to run for school board. I don't want to run for school board. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> Nobody knows me. I <laughs> Everybody in Plattsmouth is, is, it's like a tight knit thing. And generally, if you're going to run for an office or anything like that, they are looking for people that were born and raised in Plattsmouth, yeah. that graduated from Plattsmouth High School, that are raising their kids here. I am not that girl. So I, I thought, well, you know, I'm sure I heard wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm supposed to like, find who's running and support them. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was, it was weeks of struggling and finally making that decision. Okay. I will sign up. It was the last day to sign up if you were going to run. <laughs> and I did it on the last day. And I still thought once I find who the conservative candidates and hopefully Christian candidates I'll drop out and I'll support them. I'll go door to door. I'll do. You mean all you're this kicking and them. screaming all the way to put your name there, in? <laughs> there was like drag marks in the ground from my heels, where the Lord was like pushing me, like go, go. I have equipped you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm at the time was a school bus driver. I'm like, I'm a school bus driver, not a school anything else, much less a board member. But um, I couldn't I couldn't find anybody else that I was uh, that held my worldview. Yeah. And so I just reluctantly decided, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And when it flops, it's not on me. I'm just being obedient. <laughs> and God has something else for this purpose, you know, but um but yeah, when I when I called the school and I and I heard on the voicemail that I could take a tour of the school, I at that point I was like, yeah, I'm running for school board and I I'm new to town and I'd love to see it. And um, then it was like everything came to a screeching halt. 
Um, first, it was, oh, well, <clears throat> we'll have to get permission from the principal of the school. And then the principal referred me to the superintendent. And the superintendent and I went around in circles for over a month, month and wow. a half. Wow. And he, he joined the president of the school board in our conversations. And that's when it was, <laughs> no. You will not come and do a tour of the school. You are not allowed to speak to any teachers. You are not allowed to speak to any student. I was like, wow, that is what really that's what? unbelievable. And, and and here's and that's the that's the fascinating thing here right now. So if you especially for the, the people of Plattsmouth, if you have children in the school, just think about how much they are trying to silence the truth. I mean, we're talking about. People who are coming in just to ask questions, look around, observe. You're running for school board. You should absolutely understand who you're even there to support. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, make any uh, undue accusations because I don't know everyone there within that school. But that is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You the, you are a public school. Yes. Uh, so your actions there look an awful lot like you're trying to hide something. I'm just saying. That was my thought, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. And as time has gone on, I, I have had some of those things confirmed because um, the, the school, the school board president um, that had that was President Lasko around. He didn't run again, and so I never actually met him in person or anything. Um, but he popped back up months later <laughs> after I um, started to fulfill my campaign promises. <laughs> yes, I said I was going to. I wanted to bring transparency and accountability to the school board because. In my process of, of trying to even find out who was running and why I should or should not vote for them, I couldn't find anything. Everybody signed up the last day. I did it because I was trying to not join. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else did it because it was like, I don't know. I'm not going to try and have, you know, speculate on, on why. But I couldn't find out until after I had decided to run and put my name down to even find out who else was running. And then once I did, I couldn't find any information about anybody that was running or where they stood or if they were conservative or very liberal or anything. I couldn't find out anything. And so the things that I wanted as a citizen were the things that I ran on. Yeah. Parental rights. Parents need to be able to access the school. I don't have a child in the school now. I, my kids are grown, and and we don't have any kids or grandkids in the Plattsmouth School District. But your tax but dollars support that school. That was what I was getting to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our tax dollars do support that school, and I have friends that have kids, mm -hmm. and so there's we should be able to know what our tax dollars are going for, what's going on in our community school. Um, so I ran for parental rights because I had been, uh, especially through the mind pullers, I was very aware of um, parents being kind of shut out of school board meetings or, you know, finding out what was in there. So I was like, parents have a right to know these things. The school board needs to be accountable. The third platform was, we need to have classical education, not any type of indoctrination, not any type of, of um, theory, let's say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the ideologies that, that seep in. Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. yes. Critical theory, uh, comprehensive sex education, all of these different things. And, and I said that I would be a conservative firewall for students to protect them from, from Marxist ideologies mm -hmm. and to, um, to stand up for their, their protection. And um, so that uh, I'm sure that was why the, why the hands flew up and 
no, 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 mm-hmm. we don't want you in. We don't want you inside the school. So, so lead us um, down the path of your race, then, because that's fascinating in itself as well. Because there, you weren't actually on the campaign trail all that much. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, my intention was since I was a school bus driver, as I said, I was off in the summer. And so I thought, I'm going to hit the campaign trail really hard. I'm going to do these events. I'm going to go door to door. I'm going to do all this stuff. And so I did have a monthly meeting that I would advertise and have, you know, come ask me questions. Let me know what you want to know about the, you know, what do you expect from your school board members? What are your concerns? All this kind of stuff. And I, I rented a space here in town and held monthly meetings and um, God blessed me to be able to go to some different events around the Omaha area and meet other people that were in this fight. Um, I met Tiffany Carter, who is a warrior and a champion, and she has done research on the the books that are challenged most often and how to find your your school's library online. Yeah. which is a thousand times more difficult than I ever thought that it would be. And um, I met Kirk Penner from this, well, not in person, on the phone. <laughs> um, but these people came once a month. I would have a speaker. The first month I showed the mind polluters. That was my, that was my thing. And I became a presenter for you guys yeah. because I'm so bought in on, on what you do. I'm so bought in on getting people's eyes open and well, helping them to understand. And well, and the, and the thing for us is it's have nothing to do with the fruitless, fruitless deeds of darkness, rather expose them. Like that's our mission. Exactly. You have to show people what is actually happen, happening. If you want to protect kids, if you want to protect your families, you have to show people because so many of us, yes. you know, we're... we're like Mark and I, we were busy living our lives, right? We we have our own kicking and screaming story. <laughs> Are you sure, God? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know that this is really what you want. <laughs> it happens more often yeah. than we'd like to admit. Yeah. And so so I, I totally understand where you're coming because that's how we feel. Like what people see in the movie, that's us. Like you can see yeah. like we you're learning Right along with us. I mean, we are going to keep just exposing these things as we go along. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, that's a big tool. I did mind polluters presentations for other people. A friend, Brittany, was running in a, a nearby town, a larger town than Plattsmouth, on the like a kind of suburb area of Omaha, but it was a separate school district. Um, and I got to meet a lot of these people by either going to um, going to their events or I let people know I can do a mind polluters presentation for you. Yeah. And it just connected me with people actually across the state. And a lot of these people came to my side and supported me and would come to my monthly meetings. <clears throat> and the people of Plattsmouth didn't show up. There was most of my meetings had five or less people. Wow. I had, I think I had one meeting that had 10 or 12 people at the meeting, but it was like, God, help me, help me fire people up. Help me get, I'm trying to educate people and I, you know, what am I doing? It, and so I had like a handful, just a small handful of people that even knew my name or why I was running or anything. Um, I had a, a couple key people that that um, donated to my campaign enough that I could have signed. And so I put my website on there with all of my platforms and everything. And um, then when I was going to go out and go door to door and meet people and and really get out there and campaign, I had a four year old injury that flared up in my leg and um, quickly became very serious. Mm. And I ended up having to have surgery. And the, the timing was unbelievable. The same time that I had surgery, it was like within a day or two of me having this surgery, um, the whole system, the whole hospital system was hacked. 
and oh, everyone's no. medical records were held hostage for like a, a month or two. I It was forever. And so I couldn't get the aftercare that I was supposed to get to heal the giant hole in my leg. And so I was highly susceptible to infection with the giant hole in my leg. And I do have type two diabetes. And so I just, it wouldn't heal. And I was supposed to be getting special treatments for it to close it up. And I couldn't get it because I had no more medical records. And nobody would take me as a new patient with zero medical records. And so I was homebound all the time that I thought I would be out campaigning and meeting people and everything else. I couldn't be around people because I could get a terrible infection and die. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I I and even some of the meet, the meetings that I had scheduled and the guest speakers that I had scheduled, I couldn't go to my own meetings. So that's why I don't know Kirk Penner, because he came to my meeting and I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that would put but, a damper um, on a campaign. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I'd love and to meet so you, I, but you I, might I, kill me. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I just said, God, you know, I didn't want to do this in the first place. I'm <laughs> trying to be so, obedient right? to you. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I've helped with other people's campaigns way in the past. I think I know how to do this, but now I can't even do this. I give up. It is, it is 100% in your hands because nobody, nobody knows me. Literally, probably less than 15 people in Plattsmouth knew who I was. And I said, if you want me on that school board, it's going to take a miracle because I... <laughs> Everything that I know to do, I can't do. Mm -hmm. And I ended up on a school board. I'll be darned. <laughs> Yay! Where's the button? <laughs> and I landed right in the middle of the pack. You're everyone's problem. I wasn't even, I wasn't even like the lowest couple vote getters. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Well over, I don't know. It was like 1,300 votes or something. And so, mm. this, like, so cow. you won your election in November. And you yes. would start in January, but before you yeah, even, but before you even get started in January, you have opposition. I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one of the things that, uh, it's just me. I am who I am. I speak my mind. I try to tell the truth. I try really hard to tell the truth in love. Sometimes it doesn't come out um, winsome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I've been called direct. And to me, it's like, that's how I want people to be with me. Yeah. And so we can't beat around the bush. Like we don't have enough time. Yeah. They're <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And so um, <clears throat> I, I guess I kind of had a reputation of, of being very straightforward and and um, there were people that just were not happy about that. Mm -hmm. My very first night when I got sworn in, I was trying to be friendly and we got sworn in. There was four of us that got sworn in that night and I went and sat down and tried chatting with the person next to me. And I was like, oh, well, how long have you been on the school board? And I believe she said 17 years, something like that. I was like, oh, wow. And she goes, but I'm not running again. I don't like the direction the board is going, looking directly at me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's fun. Oh, Welcome was, to the board. Not, it, doesn't that like make you feel last, warm and fuzzy? Exactly. That, I think that's the first and last conversation that we've had. <laughs> oh, but um, right away, I did, I did ask a request to be put on the American Civics Committee to directly start addressing books and finding out what was there. And I got put on um, because thankfully the people that made that decision at that point didn't, didn't know who I was. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because they would have never, never. Yeah. But uh, God. <laughs> but God. And so, so I started this book hunt and, and um, I, I've got to thank Tiffany Carter for sh teaching me how to do that. Yeah. And I ended up 
um, at the next meeting, I believe I had a dozen books at that time that were quite questionable. And um, I was trying to bring it up at the civics meeting. And I don't think anybody was taking it very seriously. And so I, I had some of one of the books called Finding Alaska on my phone. I pulled it up mm-hmm. and I just started reading it. I can't, I can't tell you what I read because it couldn't be probably on your podcast. <laughs> it, it was, it was a paragraph about um, these two teenagers having oral sex mm-hmm. and, it, and I just started reading it out loud in the American civics committee and everybody just stopped and looked at me like, Oh my word, what are you doing? And I said, this book is in our school. Mm-hmm. And the superintendent, God bless him. He, he looked like he was going to get sick. <laughs> and he looked at the curriculum director and he was like, how is that in our school? And she was, she was mortified. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to check. And I said, it is. And I had printed out the uh, screenshot from when I pulled it up on our school webs on our school library online. Do you guys use the um, go fall it? Or Destiny? No, the one that we use is Alexandria. Okay. That was one of the reasons it was so hard to find. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that we have an elementary school, middle school, and high school. And they did really funky variations of the the names when they created the website. Rather than Plattsmouth High, Plattsmouth Junior, Plattsmouth ELM, or anything like that. They were all jumbled. It, one might be blue. I don't remember exactly, but like Plattsmouth Blue Devils. Another one might be Plattsmouth Middle. Or I mean, the names were very different. Yeah. So that it was hard to track down the names to be able to access it. And um, so, so we went on and um, said yeah, we need to pursue this. And so then that became an action step for the American Civics Committee, of which I was one of three members. And I just took this on. I said, I'm going to keep looking for these books and we're going to start reviewing what's in our library. By the next meeting, I had identified 52 books. Um, I had just barely looked in the middle school. I was starting in the high school because I assumed that would be the most egregious. And I identified about 50 books there and two that showed up in the middle school also. And so I brought that to the next board meeting. And I, I know, and in the Mind Polluters movie, there are school boards where people are reading this content at the school board meetings. And I knew there were several people that wanted to come and speak on behalf of, you know, we have to have this stuff removed. And I told everybody very clearly, I will not allow anybody to read that content at our school board meetings. We live stream it. And then those videos go on our website. That material is not appropriate for a school in any circumstance, not to be in our library, not to be read at our school board meeting, and not to be put forever on our website where we're Anybody could access that. And, and let me it's, just let me just pause for a second because that's that's the same thing that they the, the senators in Indiana said as well. You can't read these things here because it's being live streamed, right? And I and 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 for us, when the first cut of the mind polluters, we actually there's actually two different versions because one version has all of the bad words and the in the pictures and everything. They're all blurred out and. You know, we showed it to people and they said, why are you doing that? Just show people what it is. They have to understand what's actually yeah. happening. And so they're, yeah. they're in the beginning, there really was two different versions of the mind polluters. And everybody said, no, show them. <laughs> we're like, OK, <laughs> well, we will. <laughs> I I had no intention of keeping it from the school board members. Mm-hmm. I, but just protecting me, the innocent. I understand. Yes. Yes. So since I was on the school board at that point, I could call for a closed session, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. And what that meant is the video and everything kept recording the people that were in the room um, to come in 
um, that were not members of the board meeting were still in there. All of the board members, we get up and we go into a separate room in the same building and have a closed session so that it's not going to be accessible on those videos right. and live streams and everything. And I read excerpts from two books that I found in the high school and two that I found in the junior high. And the overwhelming majority of what I was finding was just graphic sexual content. Um, I did find other books that that presented ideologies in a way that was very harmful to children. Um, one of the books that I read, I don't remember the name of it now, but one of them that I read from the junior high glorified. It was like a, a kind of an apocalyptic world. But one of the things that they had done that was, you know, celebrated was that they were able to kill every policeman on the planet. And one of our I think two of our school board members are either current or former police officers. And they they understood, you know, how serious that is to be, tell, you know, yeah. presenting to kids that, you know, one of the best things you can do is kill all the cops, you know. So I was like, there's a lot of questionable things that need to be addressed. And these ones that I've listed, I don't even feel comfortable. I said, I want to go in and like just close the library. That's how I have felt at that point. I was so sickened by what I was reading. I said, I want to close the library. I know we can't do that, but we can't leave this stuff on the shelf. And I printed out the statute of uh, Nebraska statute of what consists, what is obscenity. And I read it to them. And I, I said, this meets every obje objective and legal definition of pornography, which I got from your movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, we, we cannot, do we want to be the people that are responsible for distributing pornography and obscenity to children in Plattsmouth? We can't do that. And whether or not Nebraska was featured in the mind polluters with this fight in the legislature of cowards that will not address the obscenity exemption laws. They were put there decades ago when I was a child for medical schools. Well, and what, they were and what's fascinating is when we were when we were in Nebraska filming and the original one of the original senators who passed the obscenity exemption was there and he himself got up and spoke and told everyone this is not what this is intended what it was ever intended yes. for. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And it has just been it has been manipulated and twisted to include things that it never was intended to include. Um, but that's that's the manipulation that goes on in these schools. You have. I'm I'm labeled the extremist book banner in Plattsmouth. I'm not the extremist. I'm the normie. Mm -hmm. I'm the person that just has the normal point of view of, of course, you can't present obscenity and graphic sexual content to minors. Of course not. But I'm viewed as the extremist for holding that position. But we do have very extreme people that are targeting schools. And it's like coming from all these different directions. Yep. And it's it's come in through all those different programs, Castle, CRT, uh, Comprehensive Sex Ed, all these different avenues. Um, another thing that I that I learned, and it was a total god thing again, was there are I don't know how far widespread One World clinics are. Um, I know that they're big here in Nebraska, and they are very. Um, they're they're bought in to all of this ideology. Mm -hmm. If you go into one of their clinics, 
they have like, it looks like a candy bowl with a bunch of candy in it. And you walk up and see all these colorful condoms in it. You can just walk in the door, grab a handful of condoms. And they're, they're very bought into, um, you know, providing all, all of, all of the things Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are, they have the, the, the LGBTQ affirming stickers and stuff of groups the the groups that are like yes one world clinic is a place where you're you're safe and you can come and they're just bought into all of this ideology what they're doing currently in nebraska is targeting rural schools Mm -hmm. because still most of nebraska is rural and completely unaware of what is going on with all of this very progressive, very leftist, very Marxist agenda. And so our school was already in the process of bring, of putting a one world clinic into our school. And um, by God's sovereign hand, they opted not to do that. They realized that it was not a good fit. But that was a second battle that I was fighting along with the books, and I couldn't get anybody on my side on that one. So that was that was totally God that opened up the eyes of some board members, and and they thought, you know, I I just don't think this is a good fit for our school. But but they are actively targeting rural communities and making it sound wonderful and making it sound. Um, very inviting and how convenient and especially if you're a poor community and parents don't want to have to take off work to take their kids to a doctor appointment Mm -hmm. or a dentist appointment or a counseling appointment they can do it while they're at school that day and just sign a form at the beginning of the year and allow your child to come to our clinic and then once they're in there which is one of the things i was trying to point out um they touted well, we have a contractual agreement with you, so we only provide the service that that you say we can in the contract. Because I confronted them directly about whether or not they would provide quote-unquote gender-affirming care to our students. Mm-hmm. And um, they were very flabbergasted that I even knew they did that. And while they did not admit to it, they said, well, if you don't want that in your school, you can put it in the contract. And I said, if a student walks into the clinic, particularly in with a counselor is one of the biggest concerns I had. And everyone that works in that clinic is bought in on this ideology and bought in that the the right thing to do is to affirm a child's questioning and put them on the path to to transitioning if that's what you all believe is the healthy and right thing to do but we have in our contract no we don't want this when that child walks into the clinic and the door shuts and they're alone with a doctor or a counselor and say i'm having some questions i'm not really sure about this and i've heard how would we ever know what is said between mm-hmm. that doctor and counselor because HIPAA law absolutely prevents us from ever finding out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so they're, and they're very, they're very hot. They're very hot on privacy when it yes. comes to keeping things secret from the parents. Right. Other than that, 100%. other than when it, when it works in the favor and they have no problem manipulating things and twisting, mm-hmm. twisting the facts. Well, because the, yeah. the other, the other thing is, you know, they have to desensitize everybody. When you say they're bringing it into the rural communities, you have to, it's not that it's, it's wrong. It's another option, right? You have to present it as another option. Well, you don't have to do that and you don't have to, but it, but it is another option. Um, yeah. no, you're just, you're just, you're just telling lies like you are not telling the yes. truth this is this is not biology 101 fact you know boys are boys and girls are girls there is only two genders yes and and i'm so 
I'm so excited for dysphoria to come out (laughs) because... Well, it addresses a lot of what we're talking about right here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The the mind polluters was step one, dysphoria is step two. (laughs) It's like, let's keep this train moving. But people just educating parents, educating grandparents, educating voters, their people... I think even me to some degree didn't want to know how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And as I was researching those books, I'll tell you, and I'm a little tearing up a little bit. I remember down in my basement looking up these books and they were disturbing. Mm -hmm. Just even me reading content was disturbing. And I was going back and forth between our school's website and um, booklooks.org and ratedbooks.org, mm-hmm. which which actually show you the page, the page number, where this content is. Yeah, they're great is, resources. And there was one book I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And I went to go find it in our library to see if it was there. And it was checked out. Mm. And that just, it just hit. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm a 57-year-old woman reading this in in my home. And there's a child somewhere in our town that's reading this yeah. and ingesting this poison. Yeah. And it just hit so hard. And those are the moments where it's like, okay, God, I know. I know why you called me to do this. And it, I hate doing this. I hate learning how evil, evil is, mm-hmm. how deep and dark it is. And it's a scary place for an adult to delve into this stuff. But it's kids that it's just being presented to as normal, mm-hmm. that it's just being spoon fed to them from the time that they're very little and there's, you know, all these, all these organizations that are just like a demonic swarm that are invading the minds and the hearts and the souls of our kids. Mm -hmm. And so we have to find out, we have to know what that evil is in order to combat it. So let's, let's fast forward a little bit because now you're facing a recall. (laughs) (laughs) how did now how did that come about because if if i remember correctly from our conversation there was actually a recall that was trying to happen before you were even sworn in is that is that correct well i don't i don't know exactly when it started but it was very very soon people started talking about recalling me um within the first month or two of me getting on the board. When I started to say the very first time I said in a board meeting that I was going to start checking content in the library Mm. was when all of it just kind of blew up. And, um, the, uh, the librarian that we had at that time, I think took it as a, as a, um, war cry. I don't know any better way of saying it. Like, (laughs) Uh, she, she stepped up to one of the other board members and just said directly, you will not censor any book from my library. Mm. And that was before we ever really looked, we were just saying, we're going to start looking. People get so, yeah, they get so bent out of shape and offended. I mean, I understand that that's your job, but you have to also understand that these things have come in before a lot of times what we found is a lot of these books have been put in there before these librarians are ever in that position. And so they have no idea what's even in the library. So they immediately get offended without even actually looking at it from the perspective of a parent or a citizen or what children even should be exposed to. Well, but in that case, what you've got, you've got a librarian there who does not, does not understand the order of things that she works on a public salary and she is accountable. 
That's the that's yeah. the problem that you find is that the school board members just like you know the the people holding office and librarians they don't think that they're accountable to you and they get very defensive mm -hmm. and yeah. it is it's it's high time for people like you and and uh, and us to remind them yeah <laughs> who pays yeah. their salary right exactly and and there is a third option there are activist librarians yes. and yes. there are more and more and more and more of them all the time because in order, mo most states require that if you're going to be a librarian in a school that you hold a bachelor's degree or a master's degree um, in, uh, you can get a degree to be a librarian. And, and those are socialist Marxist indoctrination factories. That's what we're putting out in colleges and universities. And I think I heard a statistic that over 70% of Christian youth that go to college and get a four-year degree come out and don't ha still have a Christian worldview or even consider themselves Christians anymore. So that's what we're paying. Mm -hmm. We are paying these places to, to take our children and change their minds mm -hmm. and strip them of their faith and indoctrinate them with anti-American, anti-God views. And so in our case in Plattsmouth, um, the librarian was about the same age as me, I would assume. And um, so my hope was she was one of those that was maybe donated a bunch of books. In Nebraska, I'm sure you've heard the name Warren Buffett. <laughs> um, Susan Buffett Foundation is huge in Nebraska. The Susan Buffett Foundation donates millions of dollars worth of books to public schools. And when you're looking at, you know, especially smaller districts that are poor, we have a $300 a year library budget. And so I was hoping what, to, what I would find is that we had a bunch of books donated to us and nobody really understood what was in them. The titles and the descriptions that you find on a library website are totally innocuous. Most of these books are given a plethora of awards that make them sound like they are great literature for children. They all have the endorsement of the American Library Association. And you used to be able to trust that when you were looking up age appropriateness and looking up award-winning books for children that you could trust the judgment. And so my hope was that she was one of these librarians that was duped. <clears throat> the next meeting, when we had done the closed session, she confronted me after the meeting and basically the same thing. What, what do you think gives you the right to censor anything in my library? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, um, are you familiar with the author Ellen Hopkins? And she said, yes, I've read every one of her books cover to cover. And I said, okay, I've, I've identified about around 10 books of Ellen Hopkins in our library. Are you telling me that that content is appropriate for school-aged kids? Absolutely. That was her response. Absolutely. And I said, well, then I would have to say that I question your judgment because there is nothing in those books that is educational or appropriate or artistic or any of the requirements that we have for book content. It doesn't meet any of it. It's pornography. Pervasively vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> it's un unbelievable. Yeah. And so in in our case, and I think in a lot more cases and more as time goes on, the librarians are very activist oriented and are happy to be a cog in that wheel to turn all of this indoctrination into the schools, into the students. So 
yes, there's a lot of them that are duped, but there's a lot of them that are doing it on purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, that we we talked for probably an hour at that at that meeting after the meeting was done. There was her and another teacher, a lady that came and spoke at the at the meeting against the books that being in the library. My husband and my son were there. There were a number of us that stayed and talked afterwards. The librarian was very dramatic. She got very upset at times and was crying and, you know, saying that I was calling her a bad teacher and all of this. And I said, I'm, I'm questioning your judgment about these books. This We disagree on what is appropriate for students mm-hmm. as, as diametrically opposed as you can get. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not attacking your character, but, um, and she, and during the conversation, she brought up multiple times. What do you think you're going to replace it with some Christian goody two shoes book? And several times she made comments like that about the third time I said, I have not once, uh, referenced Christianity, Christian books, the Bible, church, anything like that. You have multiple times. Do you have an animus against the Christian worldview or Christianity? And she said, how dare you? I am a Christian. And (laughs) my face absolutely betrayed me. My jaw dropped to the floor. My eyebrows went up. I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And so I was, I just kind of left that alone. She got really upset again, but we continued our conversation and I thought we ended on a good note. And actually at the end of our discussion, I said her and the other teacher had both identified themselves as Christians. I said, since, since you are Christians, can I pray for you? And they both said, okay. And so I prayed for them. And she had already told me that she was resigning, that she had accepted another position. So I prayed for her. I prayed for her new job. I prayed for God to to go with her. And I prayed that whoever we got to replace her would be a, a good fit for our community. And I really genuinely prayed for these women. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very happy that the night ended the way that it did. The next morning, she went into the school and a text message that I got from another board member was she's basically she's bad mouthing you all over the school. She turned in her resignation and said she's quitting because of you. Okay, (laughs) This lady had been looking for a job for months. It sounds like she was looking for an excuse to leave. She was. Well, no, she was already leaving. She told me the night before she had accepted another position. And I prayed for her new job Mm -hmm. the night before. But she had not turned in her resignation, though I think a majority of the people at the school knew she was looking for another job. But when she turned in the resignation, she said she was quitting because of me. And somehow, who knows, the students all decided to protest and have and you know protest this crazy woman on the school board. That I, yeah, were, and, and I bet I bet that they came up with this all on their own. All I'm by sure, themselves. I'm sure it was very organic, especially the fact <laughs> yeah. that because especially we've we've seen some of the footage and it's it's just so organic when the news stations come in from Omaha. Yeah. And the students exactly. just happen to be out front. And, and they the catch them at the right time. They happen to catch them just at the right time. <laughs> yeah. And I know because yeah. I because I've been, you know, I've been, uh, you know, film, shooting film for a long time. And I know how these organic things go. And that was <laughs> yes. definitely 100 percent organic, like like a like Absolutely. a cow, like a cow patty in a field is very organic. <laughs> yes. But, you know, those those kids totally thought that all up by themselves oh, and they yeah. totally thought to contact all the news stations and um, local news or what well, not, not local, but like there's a couple uh, newspapers in Nebraska that are probably the bigger ones, the Omaha world Herald. And I think it's called the Nebraska examiner, I believe. 
somehow they found out about it too. The examiner has emailed me multiple times wanting an interview. Um, the We got on the radar of the ACLU. The ACLU did happen to say in their letter the name of this librarian. I am not sure how they got that. There, the news story, I think it was KETV put out a news story, and the headline was something like, how many more teachers will Plattsmith lose over one radical school board member? Wow. Man, something you, along those lines. You are, you are just causing <laughs> all kinds. It's no wonder they got to get rid of you. You are just causing all yeah. kinds so, of havoc. <laughs> so, what is, so what is the status of this recall that's happening, and how can people help you? Well, it's it's coming down to the wire. Um, they actually had to wait to start it. Apparently, there's some kind of a uh, an ordinance or law or whatever that you have to give somebody, I think, at least six months on the board before you decide to recall them. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even reached that point yet. So they had to grin and bear it until they were able to file. But on July 3rd, I got my notification in the mail that the recall was being done. And um, they, the petitions went out and they are in the process of gathering signatures. They have to reach a threshold of 686 valid signatures in order to force a recall election. So the, um, that was where I changed my tune on, on uh, getting the content information out there because the petitions have they can only be signed by registered voters mm -hmm. so it has to be it has to be adults that are that are looking at this petition and on the top of each page it gives the reason for the recall and my defense statement in my defense statement i um i quoted a book called red white and royal blue um the the middle one i can't remember which book I took that quote from, but I quoted one of Ellen Hopkins books, Triangles. And I had those three quotes in the, in the um, defense statement. I bleeped out the cuss words and I bleeped out the, the body part, mm -hmm. you know, slang word for body parts and stuff. But I, but you knew what it said. And my last sentence was offended. It's in your child's school. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that people do take the time to read that rather than just listening to somebody that's like, hey, you know that crazy lady on the school board, that Nazi book banner? Yeah. We want her off the school board. Sign here and get her off. I'm hoping that people will actually stop and and legally they're supposed to read that statement before you sign it. I don't know what the accountability is for that. I'm guessing it's not real high, but hopefully people will actually look at that and read it and think, what in the world? Yeah. But I'm sure that there's plenty of people that will be happy to sign it. So if they do um, get those signatures, then the fight is on for the recall and it's all going to be done by mail-in ballot. And so I need people to vote to to retain me. And mm -hmm. the the thing that originally I found out that a recall election was legitimately going to cost our school district around twenty thousand dollars. Wow. And my first my first thought was, I can't justify a twenty thousand dollar expense like this over me. if If they get enough signatures, I'll just resign and then I'll run again and I'll run again on the same things. Plus I saved you guys $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> that was my initial thought. But, um, a, a friend that works with protect Nebraska children called me and she said, Terry, you can't, if they take you out, the next person that tries to, to put a light on this, the next person that wants to do the right thing, they'll think again before they even decide to run for school board yeah. because it has been months of 
being slandered all over social media. We had to get a security system for our home because we were doxxed. Our information was put online. There have been people, very radical people from Omaha, Papillion, Bellevue, all these different places that have joined in on the recall effort. Um, the wives of at least two school board members, the other two gentlemen that are on the American Civics Committee with me, their wives, are a part of the recall Terry Cunningham Swanson Facebook group. <laughs> the president, the current president of our school board joined the recall Terry Cunningham Swanson Facebook group, along with his wife, who is the vice principal of our high school. The pressure is tremendous. Mm -hmm. And she, she convinced me that if all these people with all this clout in our town and all this pressure from outside of our town, the ACLU threatening us, going on in the news, all of this. If I buckle under this pressure, it'll be a long while before anybody tries to take this fight on. Well, and, that, and, and then, and then of, nobody's, nobody's defending the children. I mean, there's, yeah. exactly. if you leave, that's a foothold. Uh, yes. Just, and, and, you know, I, I had, I, I was not, it's not that I wanted to resign. It's not that I'm um, intimidated in the least. I didn't want to cost our school district $20,000 because I know we don't have money to yeah. just blow like that. I'm not the one causing that. The people that started the recall are the ones that are causing that. Yeah. And so I decided, you know, you're right. I can't, I can't back out of this fight. God put me in this fight for a reason and I know I have the full armor of God and I have that shield of faith to quench those fiery darts. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to go away lightly. If the recall happens, then I will still be at the school board meetings as a citizen. So I'm in this fight for good, regardless of what happens. But I'm really praying that this, the citizens of Plattsmouth will step up and make an overwhelming voice that, no, this is what we want our school board members to do. This is what we expect them to do. And you radical people can go pound sand. Yeah. Well, and with that, how can people um, connect with you? I say we're, we're running long on time, so we'll, we'll wrap it up okay. here. But how can people connect with you and help there in Plattsmouth? Um, I, I do still have my website up for my campaign. It's vote Terry, T E R R I dot info. Well, we'll, I'm gonna, the I'll, website. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes for people and it, yeah. they can go directly to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have a place on there where they can email me. I'm not giving out my personal information because I've already yeah, been no, flooded no. with yeah. nonsense. <laughs> But that that campaign one is separate from my personal stuff. So people can go there and and read what I'm, you know, what I'm about. There's an email button. You can email me. Get the word out. Spread this. Yeah. If somebody wants to hold a mind polluters presentation, get a hold of me. I am still willing to do these presentations to educate people on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys are even offering it online now, aren't you? It's, it's online. It's on Salem now. Yeah. It's on our website. Yep. It, I mean, themindpolluters.com. People can go and watch educate. it today. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Educate yourself, your friends, your family, because what we don't know, my people perish for an, a lack of knowledge. Yep, that's right. That's so true. I think the interesting thing to point out, and to, to people in Plattsmouth especially who are listening, I think the question that needs to be asked of you, the, the, the citizens, is are you okay with the school board blowing $20,000 that you don't have from your budget because they don't like Terry? Yeah. That's what this is. This yeah. is, it would be different if it was their money, right? It's not their money. Yeah. They, to them, it's just monopoly money. They don't care. Whose money is it, Plattsmouth? It's mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. You're the ones funding this. Are you okay with that? It's time for we the people to stand up and send a very clear, very clear message back to people like this. These people we don't are, want these things in our schools. These are these are these are weenie men and and 
you know, whiny women that they, they're, this is how they have been taught to react to things. And it's time for the American people to stand up to these people and say, and put them in their place. So, you know what, yes. this is, we pay the bills here. We, the people are the sovereign. We, we, the people are Caesar. You are not our lords and masters. This is our school. These are our children. And we, we're the ones that are writing the check for this 20 grand. You know, if they, if they go through with it, then they should be on the hook for the money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's only I, I, fair. Because you were voted in. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The people, people the, if, the people put people you there. question the, the content of those books, because I've seen some posts where um, people were were saying that the quotes that I put on the, the uh, petition were probably not from books found in our library. They were probably quotes from Hustler magazine. That was literally put out on well, social media. Well, get a clue. <laughs> and the the list of books is on the school website. Mm -hmm. So you can find the list of books that have been identified that are being reviewed and then go take those titles and go to one of those sites like booklooks.org, ratedbooks.org and look those books up and read that content for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. We should show up with a camera and do a little documentary on the financial malfeasance of the Plattsmouth School Board. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Are you listening to me, guys? Do you want me to show up? Because I will. Oh. And it'll be all over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where's my music? Well, where's I'm, your... I'm hoping to see you guys in Plattsmouth. I really, really am. I'm working hard to try and get, uh, get a world premiere of dysphoria oh we would and love to come back to we would love to come back to Nebraska. oh yeah i got i got some new fans there that i want to meet <laughs> <laughs> all right you ready yeah all right you guys well that's all the time we have for today thank you terry for joining us and thank you for listening through to the end be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and be sure to share this with your friends and family until next time march on saints and be filled with the spirit what would you say you do here 